Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sarah and Adam Show. I'm here with my co-host that you, you may imagine, as you may might imagine, uh, whose name is Sarah. How are you today, Sarah? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I don't know. I just blundered my way through that. I was wondering. I was wondering where you were going with it. Uh. Stop judging me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Carry on. We all all make mistakes. Okay, Sarah. It's true. Carry on. Not you. Not today. You're just like full of like perfection, but you know. My ego has swelled today. I know. You've turned into a monster. (laughs) Fitting. What's that? I said that's fitting. Why? Because we're going to talk about a whole bunch of shows that involve monsters. Do they? T- to some extent. Okay. Okay, sure. So, so yeah, wait, what do we got today to talk about, Sarah? We've got a lot of interesting stuff, but I'll let you explain oh. it away. Um. Okay, so there's a new Rings of Power trailer out. I guess, is this like the official trailer and what we had before was just like teaser trailers? What's the difference? So, so teasers are mostly just like little shots like to hype you. You're like, oh, was that this character? Is Oh, I think I recognize this. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer is going to show like more storyline aspects, I think. It's more like an introduction to, okay, so, you know, there's a war going on or there's a, a bad guy that we have to face or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the difference I think between teasers and trailers. Even though sometimes teasers are longer than trailers, I think it's just the content type that's involved. But uh, this one, I think they were just calling it the final trailer. I think the official trailer came out a few weeks ago, like maybe even a month ago. Okay, so the, but there's a new one basically. There's a new trailer. Yeah. So there's that, and then uh, we've both watched. The second episode of She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And we both... Did you watch... You you did watch House of Dragon. House of the Dragon. Yeah, I watched the Dragon show. The Dragon, the dragon show. thing. We, so we... <laughs> <laughs> the Dragon <laughs> thing. We both watched uh, episode one of that. Because obviously there's only one episode, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, we could talk about all those things. Then mm-hmm. we could talk about what books we're reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so where do you want to start? Uh, well, so let's talk about the trailer because I have to say I'm out of out of all the shows, I am the most hyped about Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings, and I I, I just did it again. I I keep calling it Lord <laughs> of the Rings. It's Rings of Power, or the Rings of Power, mm-hmm. Trop. You call it Trop. Yeah. Rings of power. Or Rop. Neither of them sound that compelling, but no. I, I, I'm super compelled by it. Like, I, I'm so excited for it. I don't. And then now there's reviews about it that everyone says it's amazing, which everyone said that all the Star Wars movies from the sequels were amazing. And. 
they were much more mixed bags than the reviews ended up. Mm-hmm. You know, the initial ended up giving. So you know you got to take those with grains of salt. But at the same time, the encouraging part is that they're all saying like the visuals are amazing, and you know like the things you might expect, like the stories still like there's the scope of world building and stuff it just takes so long to introduce everyone to everything that they're still not sure even after two episodes so um yeah what what things were interesting to you in the trailer though i'm curious to know like as a person who isn't as initiated into the second age of lord of the rings of middle earth what's Um. your thought so I thought with this trailer, it felt more like they were highlighting different characters in in the story. And it all this sounds really weird, but it almost felt like when you start a video game and you're supposed to pick which character you want to play, and you have all of these different storylines you can follow. It kind of felt like a little bit like that, where you have all of these different characters being introduced because they're also narrating this whole like overarching um, storyline and uh, it, it almost felt like you were seeing like a little bit into each of these characters paths and like, obviously we're going to get to see all of it and follow all of them. Um, But it felt a little bit like that in a way that probably sounds weird. I mean, I'm not used, I'm not unused to weird things being (laughs) discussed by you so no I, I i get what you're saying though so i mean and that's the thing that that's that's kind of to the point that i was saying of like it, it's gonna take a while for us to mm-hmm. really understand like the, for them to lay the foundation of what we're watching so okay so actually this is a better way of explaining it maybe the past trailers and the past teasers have felt more like they were highlighting the story like it's, a, it's about the rings being created and how, like, the war and all of that kind of stuff. Whereas this trailer felt like it focused more on those individual characters. And to me, I was like, okay, so that's going to be a main char- I'm assuming that's going to be a main character. That's going to be a main character. That's going to be, like, it, it made me really focus on those particular people which means that i'm probably going to be focusing on them when the show starts and wanting to know about them in particular yeah man there's so many interesting things that are going to be happening i you know second age stuff this one has uh, a picture of isildur who's that um so isildur is the guy um you, you probably saw a lot of him in Fellowship of the Ring, actually, in the introduction parts, introduction, introductory parts where... Uh, so once once the heroes eventually beat Sauron in the Second Age, they, like, Isildur is the one who at the last minute just barely is able to, like, cut the ring off of Sauron's hand. Okay. And then Elrond is like, throw it in the fire, and, and Isildur is like... No, and he keeps it. Mm, okay, yes. He's like the king of Gondor. He becomes the king of Gondor. He's the heir to Gondor um, at the time, and so yeah, he's 
you know, he, he's a weak man, but, you know, like he's kind of shown in the movies to be a weak man. But the truth is, like, he's actually rather heroic in the Second Age and then just succumbs to the power of the ring like any human would. Right. Um, I, I'm going to be real terrible with names. <laughs> I, I already know I'm going to be real terrible with names. I feel like... Do they not show that in a flashback in Fellowship of the Ring? Right, yeah, they show right? it in the Fellowship. Yeah. Okay, with, with the with the elf guy. The, the... <laughs> See, I'm telling you right now, I'm terrible with the names. <laughs> You're gonna make me so sad. The elf guy. Oh my gosh. With the dark hair. Okay, so El Elrond is his name. Okay, so him, it showed, it was him and I guess it was Isilrod. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I can like see your brain just melting. <laughs> Why can't we name them like John and James and like easy things? Like, this isn't Harry Potter. <laughs> Anyway, my my point is though I do remember the scene that you are talking about now. How do you remember the name Hermione? I don't know. Okay, so Isildur, Elrond, Galadriel. Well, I know Galadriel. That's why I didn't say the name because I knew it wasn't her. Yeah, so she's in it too. She's yeah. she's got some stuff. Okay. She's the only yeah. character that I will know the name of right away. <laughs> okay. okay, don't. <laughs> this is a sad, dark. Okay, but all right, all right. So, um, I'm pretty excited for it, though. Um, what did you think of the trailer? Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it looks it looks good. There's there's some intriguing stuff. Like we see more of the guy you'd call Meteor Man. Oh, I don't know if you'd call him that, but like the guy. Okay, so so I watched a, a few different like theorists who like who, you know, like like they follow all the Lord of the Rings stuff and you know really pay attention to all the you know and so so you know there are people who are you know excited like cautiously excited for the show and they see. They see him, uh, you know, the, they see, they, they watch all of the trailers, I should say, sorry. And, uh, you know, then they break them down. And so there's this, there, there's this constant thing that they keep showing in all the trailers where there's like some kind of meteor that come, falls from the sky and there's a man in it. Okay. And, and the question is, who is that man? Like, is it a man? So like in, in the second age, you know, like, Anatar shows up and it's actually Sauron but they don't know that it's Sauron. He shows up and he's, you know, giver of gifts and he's, you know, trying to ensnare the people of Middle-earth and to trick them and you know, it it works to for a large part of it like that's how he ends up with the rings. Um, you know, the elves eventually see through it and you know, that's how their rings aren't as aren't tainted the way the other rings are, but uh, there's so there's um, there's that and um, you know so the anyways there 
so there's Anatar that's coming, and then you know they showed the Balrog and everything. And so the question is like, who is this person who is uh, falling from the meteor? He's like looks potentially like looks like he's naked from some of the scenes. You know, like he's just like some crazy extraterrestrial or something who came from the heavens. And so it could it be Anatar? Could it be the Balrog in a different form? Or so, so we saw him in like he's wearing like kind of rags as it, as it turns out. And so now the theory is maybe it's like one of the wizards, like maybe it's one of the blue wizards, or maybe it's Gandalf or something like that. Oh, okay, interesting. So there, there's a few really brief, brief scenes with him uh, with, the, with like the little with the Harfoots, is what they're called, like the hobbits. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it should be interesting to see how that, that all turns out. So anyways, um, I think that the other really interesting thing, and now I'm just totally spacing on the name, but there's there's the Dwarf King. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but um, okay, so the dwarves have a ruler who they believe in completely. Um, I forget if his name is Durin or if it's someone else, but... Maybe it's John uh, or James. Albert. Let's call him Albert for now. So, so, they, so believe, they, they believe in Albert. Yeah. Well, so here's here's the thing though. So they believe that each version of that dwarf, uh, each each named version of that dwarf, is actually the full reincarnation of the previous of that of that same entity. And so, so like right now they have the king, and this is this is part of the time compression issues that, that they have, like that we mentioned last time, where mm-hmm. um, so there so there's Albert the third on the throne right now, and Albert the fourth is his son, and he's going to inherit. But the way the dwarves believe in this, that can't happen. Oh, okay the fully reincarnated version and so he couldn't if because he's not dead yet how yeah. could he how could his reincarnated version be on this earth on the earth so you know that's part of the time compression issues and so they they kind of they showed a little bit of that and you know everyone's I, i'm just i'm intensely curious to see how i don't know if i care that much frankly mm-hmm. but did to see how how the nerd rage goes that that's fair that's interesting i tend to be a little less like i'm like well if it makes sense in the storyline in the narrative i guess i don't care that much if you just mess around a little bit Mm -hmm. some some of the purists are like you better not change anything tolkien did ever yeah it's gonna be i think i think um like you were saying earlier the the star wars sequels had good reviews and then it ended up being mixed i think maybe that's going to be the case here as well oh well yeah i mean the purists are just gonna some people are gonna hate it and decide to hate that they've already decided to write bad reviews on it yeah they've never it, but decided that it's gonna suck so i mean and that's that's just an ugly side of humanity how i've always disliked i i pre-dislike the that they pre-dislike this <laughs> yeah so uh it'll be interesting though yeah i'm really excited so i think our next episode we should have watched the first so it's coming out two full episodes are coming out on september it should be like september 1st for us right 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming it's going to work the same way that Wheel of Time did, where it comes yeah. out on, like, the, the release date is September 2nd, so technically Friday, but it should hit Prime at midnight GMT time, so we would be able to watch it Thursday evening on the 1st. Um, yeah, so I guess it's two episodes next week. Yeah, yeah, so excited for that. Um yeah, so we actually, I've, I've started to restructure a little bit on our Discord server, so guys go check it out. Um, it's it's uh, slowly being revamped uh, to have places to discuss these things, and, um, you know, I put up a trailer page, so people can post trailers in there, and then there's a place to discuss trailers as well, just, just trailers, and then I also made genre-specific channels for people to come and discuss. And I think we'll make spoiler uh, genre channels as well. Yeah. Then, that way you can discuss the latest episode, but then you can discuss, I don't know, we'll have to figure out like what, I'd be interested to see what other people think. Like at what point should we de-spoiler something? Like, should we wait until the full show is out and then we can just, can have it be part of the discussion or, you know, so, so for instance, Endor is going to, I forget how many episodes it's going to be, 12 or something. Mm-hmm. We wait until the, the final episode of Endor is out. Well, that doesn't work, though, because the second the final episode of Endor is out, it's still very spoilery. In fact, it's more the most spoilery because it's the finale. Mm-hmm. We, can't, we can't just immediately make that common ground. So, Yeah, I feel like it's a weird area. Because also yeah, some I'll... people some people don't watch it right away. They wait so that they can watch a bunch in a row. Right. So, all right, I'll look at some, some other. I mean, I'm, there's tons of Discord servers with spoiler things, like with spoiler policies. I'm sure there's things that make sense that doesn't don't take too much time and effort from us. Yeah, we will. We'll figure that out. Yeah. So, um. What, what do you think? You want to talk about She-Hulk? Sure. What do you want to I, talk about? No, we can talk about She-Hulk, the second episode. Yeah, you're kind of wearing her colors a little bit. Yeah, sort of. Not intentionally. Okay. Um, ah. where, where, do you, where do you want to start with this episode? I, I want to hear what your thoughts. So where we, we ended... Uh, you and I ag- agreed last time that she needs character development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one took some turns that I thought were interesting. Um, I haven't quite processed all of them, frankly, because I, I just watched it just, you know, a couple hours ago. So what what were your thoughts this time? Did you like it as much? You, you were overflowing with praise last time, and which I thought was great. I, I loved how enthusiastic you were. Mm-hmm. Was this one to you as exciting I still really liked it um I feel like I don't know if I'm just reading into it already like too much or what the deal is I feel like there's not necessarily going to be like a quote-unquote bad guy or enemy yet other than maybe that like influencer I already forgot her character name the girl that shows up in the court and at the end of the first episode um but it doesn't feel like there's necessarily, it doesn't feel like they're setting it up necessarily for there to be like a bad guy that she has to take down or something. 
it almost feels like, at least so far in these first two episodes, the, the challenges that she's facing in her personal life and in society is what, like, the bad guy is. Like, it feels like that's what her struggle is going to be, is overcoming yeah. all of that. Yeah, I think that's that's true. Like, the prejudice or bias that people are, are throwing at her. Yeah, so I, I thought this episode was interesting. So I still really enjoy the breaking the fourth wall bit. I think that is hilarious. Um, it makes it feel more... It makes it feel more, like, obviously comedic, but less... It feels like it's not taking itself too seriously. Like, they're tackling serious topics and serious... Like, to me, it's, it feels like serious societal topics, but they're also able to poke fun. So it's it's kind of a, a good balance. Um, I found it very... Uh, entertaining and kind of like spot on that she now can't keep a job and you know that the only people who will hire her are essentially using her yeah they they want to they want a mascot they don't want a strategist right exactly so it felt very on the nose and you could really like Obviously, she's narrating it to the camera when she realizes this is happening, but it, it you could really, like, just visually see, and also, f- like, for me, I'm like, I could feel her frustration there, where she was like, I have the skill to do this, and you're not letting me prove that I'm worthy of doing this. You're just sure. putting me up here because I fit what you need the poster child to be. Yeah. Oh, also, she has the moment, she has a very human moment of desperation, I feel like, of desperation. And, you know, she's at that bar and she's like, I can't even afford another drink. And the guy hands her a job and she doesn't even ask anything about it. She's just like, done, right. taking it. Right. And but even, even though that's like, he's kind of like her enemy in a way. I think that if, if there's any overarching bad guy like a guy that's just gonna be the her, her nemesis in this mm-hmm. it's going that guy the guy who just gave her a job right i don't know if that's for sure the truth but you know i know for sure it's the truth that that's that's my perception so mm-hmm. i could see that yeah. it i don't know i just i was i was watching it and in in my industry this week there's been a lot of turmoil there's been a lot of like people getting fired there's been a lot of people being used and like i was watching her have this whole struggle and i was like oh this is so on the nose right now with just what's happening in my industry and with people you know being promoted because they're a certain ethnicity or a certain gender um and it's it's exactly that of like fitting the poster child and they're frustrated because like you want the promotion, but at the same time, you want to prove that you deserve the promotion. You're not getting it because, you know, they're they're panhandling to you for whatever reason. Um, right, so. like just because you want equality of opportunity for women, right, doesn't mean you also want them to just hire you because you're a woman. Like they're just like, here, have this job. You're you're a woman. Like you have to we have to give a job to a woman. So here, right, you're the only one like that. 
that's like, whoa. Well, I actually had this conversation with a coworker of mine who is Muslim and he was hired by a different, uh, a different company. So he, this was before he came to work for the company I work with. Um, and they hired him because he's Muslim. They wanted somebody from that community um, to obviously go out in that community. And it was, it, it's kind of an advantage because, you know, he can speak the language, he understands the culture, like all of this kind of stuff. And then the minute he spoke out about a racist incident publicly, they fired him. Like it was a... They, they wanted the poster child without any of the drama regarding his his ethnicity. Anyway, so we had this whole conversation about it. Um, and it was exactly that, where you're like, you got this job because of what you look like, but they don't want any of the other stuff that comes with it. So it's the same idea here. Where she's, she's getting this job and she's prepared and show, shows up as herself not she hulk and they're like no 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 you you have to be in character right oh yeah well it's it's just a really interesting thing like what if i mean that that's the thing that i keep thinking of from this from this show like what if i had the ability to change my skin color from from you know white to black or whatever you know and you know one of the jobs i got was like um okay you we don't want you for you. Like we're going to require that you stay white the entire time. We don't. We don't want you to be black. Right. You know, like that. That seems like whoa. Why? Why would? What? You know, like if, if it was just that. If it was just you know, you have to choose. They they get to choose what color you are. Like here, here, Adam. Like be be this ethnicity. I, I, you know, and you have to stay that ethnicity if you want to stay hired with us. You mm-hmm. know? I don't know if I'd want to work for them and but it, it would be a like there's nothing like that right now it, there's no correlate that it, like, we're making a show about like She-Hulk and like oh like we have kind of like this within the world like a plausible reason that you know it's, it's just a very interesting thing to see you know to really think like there, it directly translates into kind of racism or whatever but you know they that it's not shown is exactly that. So, yeah, it's, it's just a very interesting topic. It was also interesting, too, because he wants her to be She-Hulk all the time. And it's like, well, like, if she's in the office, why can't, like, why, why? Like, my immediate thought was, if you want me as She-Hulk in the courtroom because it's your gimmick, I don't need to be She-Hulk in the office. Like, there's no one here watching other than other employees in the office. And it doesn't need to be a gimmick for them. It's a gimmick for the outsiders. So it's like, it, it felt very uh, manipulative and controlling and over the top. So. Well, I know. Well, and that, that, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, that's, and that's exactly it. It's like, they don't like the idea of her being her own self. They like the idea of her being their creature mm-hmm. like they, they want to choose like we don't approve of this aspect of you we only want this aspect right right exactly so um yeah i did i did really like it though like i thought it was still 
good. I think I am very intrigued with what direction they're going. Like I'm trying to, f- to follow, is it, is it just going to be following her trying to navigate her life now with this, this, you know, superpower and people knowing that she has a superpower? Um, or is there going to be some bigger, badder thing that happens? I was glad to um, see that there was finally one male that wasn't a complete doofus, complete idiot. The, which and one? It, like her, her dad was was actually like a reasonable human being. Mm-hmm. But then every other male was like either manipulative or he was like, oh yeah, you did the right thing, but you're fired. Like, you know, kind of a dick move or, you know, like her cousin or whoever it is. He's like, I got promoted to Target or whatever, you know, like, or there's like the whole like conference room just of just men. And it's like, look at all those men. They're so awful. Like, you know, I was Um... excited. I was excited to see one man that was reasonable. They also had the her one coworker c- come in with like that welcome gift basket and the map to the bathroom. Okay, yeah, he was he was okay. If he if his I, I was I'm kind of suspicious of him. He's sus a little bit. So oh, I didn't find him to be sus. Well, he might end up being awesome. I don't know, but I was, you know. We'll see. We'll see about him. But you're right. He was he was actually okay as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised to see Bruce Banner in it again. Minimal, but still surprising. Oh, and I think now that now we're done with him. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. I was. We both thought that he wouldn't be in here much, and it's true. But he's he's off in hyperspace now somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I also enjoyed. I don't know if you caught their like when they were on the phone uh, breaking the fourth wall bit where they acknowledged the fact that the Hulk was originally played by Edward Norton. Oh, I must have missed that. So she's she's talking about um, whether or not she should take on this this case with Abomination because it's a conflict of interest and all this kind of uh, stuff. And you can tell she wants to, obviously. And Bruce can tell she wants to. And Bruce has this line where he says... Uh, that this happened so long ago. I'm literally a different person now. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she laughs. And when she laughs, she looks directly into the camera. Like I noticed. uh, Yeah. I noticed that. I just didn't, but yeah. Yeah. I knew about that thing. I just uh, didn't, didn't connect it. So good catch. Yeah. It's a nice little, I know. I was like, huh, clever. So, and it is the thing also because, um, I mean, I wasn't really concerned about this, but I know some people are concerned about whether it's MCU canon for the original Hulk with Edward Norton, because obviously now it's Mark Ruffalo playing him. So it's like, is that what is, do, would you consider that canon? Is it considered canon, that movie, like this whole thing um, in the MCU and them acknowledging it. And then also, of course, bringing Ab- Abomination in is is basically confirming that, yes, it is. So, yeah. Yeah, so this episode really felt it wasn't filler exactly. No, it, it, it like it needed to lay a foundation for what her future stuff is. But again, she didn't really grow in this one, you know. Right. Like, 
which is fine. She didn't, but like she's finally been laying the groundwork for her to be in an awkward situation and hopefully, hopefully come out on top stronger. Right. Um, I felt like this to me was more of like maybe they're starting to have an uptick in whatever her her plot is going to be, whatever her storyline is going to be. But it, it felt like it wasn't fully like taking off yet. But it was it, like, I'm like, ah, like maybe it's coming. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I heard that it's going to be eight episodes or something or seven. That sounds right. More than... Well, because I remember they were referencing an episode that was like the producers or the creators were saying something about seven or eight, like episode seven or eight, something happens. Like they just like very obliquely reference it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It should be interesting though to see to see what happens with with her. And um, yeah, I just want to see her character development. I want to see her get stronger i don't want it to be like oh oh she doesn't need to right and i don't think that's going to be the case i think i think part of it is going to be or i think i i do think a big chunk of it is going to be her figuring out how to navigate her life in the public eye as a superhero when she doesn't want to be a superhero um she's kind of being forced into this role yeah i thought it was interesting her conversation with the hulk of she called him, and it was like she needed a process. She didn't need to actually ask for permission. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think this, and and this, and this, and this, and this, you know. And obviously, like she's just like fuck at all until she's just said all of her things. And then he's like, "Yeah, it sounds like you're not asking for permission. Like you're just gonna, you're just gonna do it. Just telling me you're doing it." And she's like, "Yeah, that's what it is." Like I think it kind of surprised her as well. Yeah. Well, and I think she felt like maybe she had to ask for permission. Um, or not necessarily that she had to. I think she knew. Because she she had that reaction right away when when her boss first presented it. She was like, this is a... Con-. Like, right away, she didn't want it. It was a conflict of interest. She would take any other case type of thing. So I think she was also struggling with the fact that she did feel that way. She probably does still feel that way a little bit. But then also... It's a case she can work. She can do what she wants to do. So maybe it's a good thing if Bruce is okay with it. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I thought that there was some good character. I don't know. Development isn't the right word. But I liked how he would just re- let it go. You know, he was like, yeah, that's fine. And I love that she was like, don't use haikus. That's so stupid. And then Bruce was like. And he wrote me a really meaningful haiku. Face. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's just like <laughs> it's just like a nice little joke to add in, right? Like that's what I mean. Like it's it's serious, but it also pokes fun. So yeah, I like I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, so as as our show watching becomes more clogged, I. Yeah, I'm going to keep up with this as best I can. I don't know. I may end up getting behind and have it binge a couple later down the line. Right. Right. Because it is going to start overlapping with um, 
obviously Rings of Power, and then I think either Andor or Bad Batch, or both of those, actually. Yeah, Andor's coming out, uh, you know, it'll be in four weeks. So this, this show'll start wrapping up, but it'll still be going on when Andor's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe Bad Batch is in like the end of September too. So yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch all of them when, as they come out, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. What, what about you? Like, what's your, what's your priority? Yeah. Um, I think I'll definitely make sure I watch Rings of Power. House of Dragon, I'm not, I'm not sure of which we can, we can get into when we talk about it here. Um, I do want to finish She-Hulk. Like I know I for sure want to watch that. Um, so we'll see. I also like am very fortunate and can watch these shows at work. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. So I can, I can multitask and get some, I, I can stay on top of it probably more so than most people just because, because of the nature of my job. So yeah, good. Well, well, that'll be nice. You can lord over me how much time you have. <laughs> so oh. I guess it probably depends on which week conquest is too. So yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, for those of you, almost everyone who watches this probably watches uh, our well, probably follows us on Galaxy of Heroes. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what conquest is. It's a bit game mode though that only happens half the time so okay uh shall we talk about the house of the dragons house of dragons house of the dragon pod potted whatever we want to call it um the dragon show (laughs) yeah the dragon show (laughs) yeah let's let's talk about this so this is based off i guess it's based off the prequel for the books for the series yeah apparently he wrote a prequel book that i just didn't know existed like i've I've actually read all the game of thrones books oh and you didn't know that this was was written no i i didn't actually Uh, the thing is i read all those books and then i kind of just if I'm being honest, I kind of just wrote off, like I, w- I watched some of the show and it wasn't really my thing. And so I, I just kind of like, you know what, when George the Pirate decides to write more stuff, then we can, uh, you know, I'll like more, like he, if he ever writes, what's it called, like Winds of Winter or something, I forget, mm-hmm. books. I'll read that. But until then, I'll just stop paying attention. So apparently at some point he wrote this. I don't know when he wrote it. I don't even know. Like, did he write it after book five? Did he write it like? Um, I'm pretty sure it was after book five. Was it? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he's not, he's not finishing book six, but he's writing prequels. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, you know, I, I was, I was pretty skeptical. You and I have talked about it a lot um, about, you know, I wasn't sure if I was even going to watch this to begin with because uh, I do feel like the other shows were a little bit gratuitous in you know a lot of different ways, and in my opinion, it had a huge amount to the narrative. But I decided this time I, it's going to be a very like 
a mass, massively viewed show, and I just wanted to give it a chance. So, watching it, and I didn't hate it this time. Like, it, it was, there's some interesting elements. Uh, I did actually watch a, someone did like a 20 minute recap of like the whole book. I didn't realize that was what I was walking into, but, um, so I actually knew a lot of the plot lines as I was watching. Like, oh, yeah, I know this, but just because of that one YouTube video. So did you watch that YouTube video before you watched the episode? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, what I thought I was going to watch, what I thought it was going to be, and then at the very end of it, I was like, oh, I think that was actually just like the plot of the book itself. Um, I thought it was going to just like give like a building up, like, okay, here's the stage, like, you know, here's all the source material that went on, you know, the foundation. And then when you watch the first episode, it'll jump from here into that episode. But now I watched it, I'm like, oh, okay. So, cause I remember like the, now this happens and now this happens. <laughs> I, could, I could predict a few of the plot points. I was like, this is weird. Right. <laughs> but, um. yeah. I did research. It was be, it was like spoilery research. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's, so that's fair, because, like, I'm curious, do you think it changes your perspective if you know the storyline already? Yeah, so I think that, I think that, you know, there, there are certain plot points that I, I can see building, like, I can see them setting it up, and I won't, I won't give spoilers to people who, you know, that's, that's not what we want to do, but... Uh, like there are certain points that I'm like, oh, like, okay, so like a 20 minute recap can't, can't describe everything, you know, it gives the basic groundwork, but if it's telling the whole story, then there's going to obviously be certain things, but, um, you know, that they leave out, but there's certain things you can see them setting up and you're like, oh, I can see why there's a lot of tension there, mm-hmm. like, line. you know, like uh, I, I'll, it'll be interesting to be able to see like in a way this is like me having read the book beforehand you know and being like still maintaining that same position of you know i'm i'm the guy who's read the books and then i have to see everything through that lens so i don't know in a way that's fun right that's a good point um because like I, i haven't read the book but i i know that it's based on obviously the prequel and i know i mean the whole premise is it's it's based on the on the targaryen war and how they fall so uh i'm sure we can we can guess what's going to happen just based i mean even if you didn't know that like even if all you knew going into it was it's a game of thrones spinoff or a game of thrones type prequel about the targaryens I think you can see where it's headed just off after the first episode. Sure. Well, I mean, I like one of the very first things they even say is uh, they realized that the only thing that could beat the Targaryens mm-hmm. were themselves. You know, like pretty, pretty clearly laying the groundwork for that. And then uh, one thing I did like, and it was toward the end of the episode, was how he he's telling the heir about you know, the white Walker threat, which is going to happen in 200 years. Yeah. It was a really nice way to like tie it into game of Thrones. 
Yeah, I thought that was nice. Like that was that was a good a good way to to make it all like, oh, this is this is kind of like actually kind of relevant. It's not just because otherwise you could almost just feel like even though the same that like it's kind of fun to see like everyone was swearing to the air and it's like oh the Baratheon line and the Stark line you mm-hmm. know and you know they they had all all the different well some of the some of them are different I guess but like it was just kind of nice to to see like oh like even 200 years prior the, these factions are still exist they're just different right you know? right exactly so um I felt like for me, I didn't really get attached. I don't even want to say attached, but I didn't get intrigued by the show until almost the end of the episode. Yeah. I didn't like anyone. I didn't like anyone. I thought Damon was, uh, or Damon, however we're supposed to say it. I thought he was aggressive. I thought he was spiteful. I thought he was like this vindictive. Like, I was just like, I don't like you. And I know, which is, I was reading today that people are loving his character. Like, they're just like, yes, this is like what you want to see in Game of Thrones. And I was like, I don't like this guy. Like, I I actually struck, and it, 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 for me, it was a struggle because I really like Matt Smith as an actor and he's always played really lovable characters. And now I'm like seeing him in this role that's so jarring for that that I'm like, oh, I don't enjoy this. Um, I thought it was, he's excessively violent, like obscenely violent. Um, I was just like, I do not enjoy. Um, but once they started tying it in, to like the prophecy and the white walkers and you kind of see like all, everything shifting uh then i was kind of like okay i can follow where you're going i can see who i will end up liking um so like i do i do like Raynara. i think that's how you say her name um i just want to call her like renaries like right Right? I'm like, uh, so I do. They look so similar. They do look so similar. Um, So I I do like her, but I didn't like her for like the first little bit of the episode. I was kind of like, oh, you're kind of boring and quiet and like whatever. Um, Not that I wrote her off. She just didn't really stick out. Um, But. Dragon. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, other other than her, like I didn't really like anybody. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So here's here's one thing that I like was uh, like I, I did like that uh, the Damon character. Like so so there was this moment where it shows his familiar familial loyalty. It's not like Scar in in Lion King where he's. He's clearly not loyal to Mufasa. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they're related, but he he does he has no regard for Mufasa. Like there's there's this moment where they're at the funeral and everyone like the king can't do anything. He's just totally beside himself, just freaking out, which I can totally get. Mm-hmm. And and um, our town, whatever her name is, um, our town, Renara. <laughs> Okay. She um 
she can't do it. Like she, she's just like hurt as well. And the, the only one who shows any semblance of like, you know, duty and and stuff like, is is, Amen. Whatever his name is, uh, you know, like and he's like, your father needs you more than ever right now. Like he shows, he doesn't just say go do it, you stupid girl. Like he doesn't say, he doesn't resort to threats. He's like. He needs you. Like this is an important. He, he realizes his brother's need and actually takes steps toward you know like meeting it just one time. So I thought there was a little glimmer of that, but I don't know. At the same time, you're right. Like he's just like he's excessively violent. I, I thought it was so dumb. Can I just say this? I thought the the tournament was like the dumbest thing. It's like oh okay, you you unhorsed this guy. Right, so so he beats you. He knocks you off his horse, and then if you lose, you can just choose to deny the results and decide to like fight one on one and potentially just kill the other person. Like I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. Like trying to they're trying to train knights. They're just watching people just like getting killed and like and there's there's nothing. I, I you don't need like sportsmanship back back in this time. But at the same time, it's like. Do you really want your whole kingdom to be bereft of their like most trained fighters? You know, like the people who yeah. like. It, I just thought it was so stupid. I, 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 the final fight between him and that other dude mm-hmm. got dehorsed, and the other guy's still on his horse. Like, guy who's still on the horse should win. He's the winner, right? Like. He won. He, he should just stay on his horse, and if the guy wants to fight, he should just run the guy down with his horse. That's what he should do. It is... It was so... Uh, like, that that tournament was the only part of the entire episode where I was actively turning away from the screen and, and watching, like, through my fingers, because it was so excessively violent. Um, it didn't... And you could portray that violence. Actually, sorry, no. I also turned away at the beginning when Damon is, like, slaughtering all of these, um, like, criminals, basically. uh, Chopping off their hands and all that kind of stuff. And... um, So, like, you can portray that and that he's doing that without action. Like, I don't need some to watch someone getting an axe into their skull and like watching it clawed open. Like, I don't need to see that. I don't need to have that visual burned into my brain. And there's a way to portray that these things are happening without actually visually showing it. And this is the one thing that I really struggle with, with this show and with Game of Thrones was just how much violence that they showed. I I just don't think it's necessary. I will say I read an article and I really liked this one one of the editors, the main editors of the show, actually made the decision to edit that scene, the tournament scene, and the impromptu, like, C-section type scene as juxtaposed. So it sounds like they were supposed to be separate events. Um, And instead, the editor decided that they should go back and forth between them, Um, which I thought was a really good thing because you're showing two different struggles, you're showing two different fights, um, your show, it, it also just gave me a little bit of a break 
from the tournament. I was like, oh, I don't want to, don't want to see this. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, but I, I don't know if I agree with you about his familial loyalty. Well, hold on. Can, can we go back to the tournament and the, yeah. the I, I hear more about the familiar. I, I want to broach that too, but, um, I just want to say like the tournament part, I, I think I have more of a stomach for some violence and stuff. I mean, I, I was raised, I watched Braveheart all the time and the Patriot and Gladiator. And there, there's a lot of, you know, gratuitous violence that I've never like, so I watch it. That's not something that I'm that interested in at the same time. This was a lot for me, even I was just like, Ugh. and then honestly, like, so, uh, you know, I have two kids and I, I helped, you know, with the whole birthing process and everything. And so I know how, how that is. And I just felt my stomach churning during the C-section parts. I was mm -hmm. just like, I, you know, there, I acknowledge that it was, you know, like, there are certain parts of it that we we shouldn't ignore like the narratively i think that that part like that that played a, a part i didn't i didn't like how graphic that part was either like you could hear them like starting to cut into her and it was like i don't know it was disturbing on a level that i don't feel like i needed mm -hmm. i i did think it was an interesting thing and and like you know it did show what the you know it really shows us you know they, they've shown that they show a few different times of like it's a man's world, clearly, because right. you know they they choose the male heir. Everyone wants to keep men in power, etc. And then you know at the very start, and then this time it's also like there comes a time in a woman's birth, you know, you know, birthing when a man has to make an impossible decision. Right, and and he decides whether the C-section happens. Well, it's not even that he decides. It's it's also he decides, and he doesn't tell her. Right. He makes the decision and then doesn't tell her that he is choosing to let her die. Yeah, which is, yeah, I I don't like that. Uh, that that makes me uncomfortable, but in a way that's like, well, okay, like, uh, you know, it, it sets the stage, I guess. Like, it does. The idea, it sets the stage. It's not comfortable. It's not something I love. At the same time, I just thought they didn't need to be as graphic about it as they were, frankly. Right. Um, I will say that they did they did screen test that scene with women, um, and all of the women apparently all, the majority of the women who saw it did say that it was acceptable and that they actually thought it needed more. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, I, I just didn't like it. It made yeah. me uncomfortable. So maybe that shows, maybe that shows that I'm an evil man or something. But <laughs> I it made me feel uncomfortable for sure. Yeah, which is which is totally fair. And like, I mean, like I didn't feel comfortable watching the like the violence. I was I I felt more comfortable watching her like impromptu C-section, knowing that she was going to die, um, than I did watching the tournament. Yuck. So anyway, let's, let's go back to the familial loyalty. I want to hear this. Yeah. So I, I I see what you're saying, and I did clue like I did notice that he was like, hey, like you need to, 
like get the dragon to come down and, and she does eventually like say Dracarys, right? Like, um, but it almost felt like, like to me, I was like, maybe it is a little bit of a familial loyalty, but it's also, I, I don't trust his familial loyalty. Cause to me, I'm like, he's doing that, but he also knows the male heir is dead. He's now the male heir again. Like, he knows this. So it's like, hey, let's go. Like, let's wrap this up so I can go celebrate at my orgy and talk about how, like, the air is dead now, right? Like, it felt, to like, that's the kind of vibe that I get from him is more of a, like, it's a performative familial loyalty. Yeah, okay. Like, it, um, it didn't feel like a genuine thing. It felt like it, he's doing it, so it looks good. But it's not how he actually feels. Yeah, I mean... I think I think that it needs to be explored further. Totally. Absolutely. I'm... I'm I mean, we'll obviously know more as we see what happens, but... And and I have a glimmer of kind of the things that are going to happen, but I don't remember exactly what their relationship is going to be. Um, mm -hmm. You know, watching that YouTube video, so I, I'm intrigued to see it too. Plus, they they also they they've taken liberties with the text before. Like just because the the book was a certain way doesn't mean that the the show has to be a certain way. In fact, I would say that they should change a few things here and there mm -hmm. just to. Just to make it a little different. I mean, it's, you know, whether or not you love the Wheel of Time rendition, which I didn't really, um, it was a little bit fun to see a different version here and there. Like, oh, okay, like they did, they, they chose to do this this time. That's, that's actually okay. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't, I don't necessarily mind that. I thought the dragons were well done. I thought, I thought that the CGI was good for them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I thought it was, it was cool just to see it out in the open as well, because that obviously was very different from what we were seeing with Game of Thrones. Um, especially like at the beginning of Game of Thrones before the dragons are even hatched or grown or anything like that. Um, so it was, it was nice to see that this was just like, like, this is how they are. This is how they exist. And dragons are a part of the life. Yeah, I, I like, and it also opens the door for them to make an, a prequel to the prequel, like to show how they did get the dragons in the first place. Totally. So, you know, and that would, that might be interesting too. Um, one thing I did want to just say, like, I, I appreciated, you know, uh, one of the things that's been highly distracting to me in, in past Game of Thrones things is all, all of the different sex scenes. And, you know, like, uh, like it, I've always thought that, you know, whereas sex is a part of, you know, the human condition and that's that's part of, you know, life, you know, you can express that without having to be too um, graphic about it or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this is opinion, of course, but, you know, the gratuity of, of that whole aspect has always been really distracting to me in the books too. And, you know, because other authors cover it, you know, it, you know, the same topics in ways that I'm like, oh, like that was actually tastefully done uh, to my own sensibilities. And I, I thought I appreciated this episode 
did not overemphasize that aspect. Like, mm -hmm. yes, there was in there, but I it was an acceptable level in my opinion. So, and I feel like also what was there because so correct me if I'm wrong, but everything that was there as a, as like part of the sexual storyline had Damon in it. If I'm correct, I'm pretty sure. That, yeah, that I can think right? of. Sure. Um, like, and yeah. I feel like that just high. Like to me, I was like, okay, like he's clearly a playboy. Like that's his thing. He is the next in line heir. He is, and he's flexing that and is a like that's how I took it. Um, but I do agree. I didn't find it to be over the top or like nonstop or anything like that. Um. So, it, it, I think, I don't know, I, I think a lot of actors, like, just to speak about it in general, I think a lot of actors are kind of being like, hey, like, this is a little bit much, like, maybe we can dial it back kind of thing. And I think that that's probably helping it not be so gratuitous. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was, I thought that the violence was way more gratuitous in this episode. <laughs> By far, I, I agree. Like I, yeah, like you. This was this was an, to me. I know that other people are gonna have different levels of you know preference or whatever. And I'm not not trying to preach here, but mm -hmm. for my own personal standards and values or whatever you want to call them. Like I I was I went into this expecting like okay this might be the only episode I'll watch because if it's too much of that like that's just not a thing I need to invite into my life necessarily uh, on a consistent basis but I, I watched it again I'll watch another one um, but like like you said like if it continues to be this violent that might be the thing that might just be like yeah. I mean starting to see someone's like testicles being chopped out or whatever like it's just right. not something like. What part of the narrative need, needs me to see that, really? You know, like, yeah, it, you know, maybe seeing from a far distance, like, oh, maybe that could be what it is. I have no idea. It's just a big pile of parts. Like, they could have done it in a way that wasn't so, like, ugh. <laughs> so, well, anyways. I I'm just trying to think of when they did it in Game of Thrones with Reek. And I'm pretty sure it was not that graphic. Like, I don't even think we saw it. I think we knew what was happening. But I don't think... I'm fairly... I feel like I have to rewatch the episode, honestly. But I'm fairly confident we did not see it. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, that doesn't sound like an episode. I mean, I probably watched three episodes total of Game of Thrones before. I was like, eh, not a thing I didn't necessarily need. Plenty of other things to watch and do. Mm -hmm. uh, so, anyway... Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm definitely intrigued by the storyline. Um, just because I want to see, like, how this clash sort of happens and, and how it builds. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I think if it's still pretty... I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it. Like, I cannot unsee, like, that image of the axe going into the guy's face. Like, I can't get that out of my brain. Yeah, and that's fair. Or maybe it's unfair, but I think your take on it is certainly, certainly something that, I mean, it's worth noting. I, you know, we'll see. I do think that a lot of times the first episode oversells things. So hopefully, right. hopefully they, they tone it down a little. I know that I watched a thing 
you know, like the very end part, like they were kind of interviewing people and stuff. And they were like, well, we wanted to show in this episode, like how far Game of Thrones can go or some, they said something to that effect. Uh, you know, what it's capable of, or not Game of Thrones, but how, you know, Dragon Show is capable. <laughs> right. You know, how, how, how much damage Albert can do. <laughs> what can happen here? I, I just noticed that you're you're not using you aren't complaining about the the lack of common good names boring names for this show as opposed to Lord of the Rings. Uh, I only know like two of them. That's fair. Okay. Like could not tell you the king's name. Viserys. I think. Isn't that Daenerys' brother? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I thought it starts with a V, though. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it starts with a V. But... I no. <laughs> could tell. Could not tell. Could not tell you. Um, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. The, the awesome thing about Game of Thrones stuff is all the political intrigue. And that, that's when it's best for me, mm-hmm. is when they're all scheming and pick you know play and counterplay mm-hmm. and you know like uh, and twists and turns but not just to shock me like you know the shocking parts all for me i was always like that wasn't narratively interesting they just wanted me to feel sad you know well it's interesting too because in game of thrones like in, in game of thrones not dragon show um it's all between the houses, right? And you're going to see it here, but it's going to be within one family. Well, you could kind of tell, was it Corliss? Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who, who married the, the, you know, like the woman who had the claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. Like, Cor- you could tell he's, he's like kind of poised to be a player in the, you know. Right politics of it like he's they, they emphasized him just a little too much like there are some of the other people in the council i was like oh i don't have any idea who that guy is like we know who the hand is and we know who corliss is and then yeah you're right the rest of them are targaryens right like it's gonna be a lot of internal uh struggle political breakdown familial breakdown yeah i so when we turn this off, you'll have to tell me what the fate of Jamie Lannister was in the show. I've ever found out. I'm oh, curious. okay. Cool. I'll tell you. Oh, spoiler-ish. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if care, but I, I don't know. So this, I, I thought this was interesting. It was, I liked it more than I thought I would, um, it, despite the violence and stuff. Um, yeah, so, so, okay, moving into next week, which <laughs> one are you looking to most she hulk or dragon show oh okay not rings of power well yeah because you know we, we don't have we don't know what to expect like that's new material like okay so just between those two shows which one is which one are you like oh man i want to find out what happens next honestly she hulk okay yeah what about you i think dragon show a little bit mm-hmm. i think I think only because Dragon Show didn't really hook me right away until the end. 
Um, and I can all, like, you can kind of tell where they're going with it. It's just a matter of how you get there. Um, whereas with She-Hulk, I'm like, where are you going? Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I've had a few misgivings in She-Hulk of, like, it, it just feels like they're treating, you know, they're they're doing a lot of males a disservice, like, just to make a point, kind of. Mm-hmm. And that just a little bit like, uh, maybe I, I don't know. Like, I'll still watch it. I, I'm, I'm fine. I just want to, you know. I'm just less interested in that than than the you know political machinations in in Dragon Show, and of course I'm I'm probably like orders of magnitude more excited for Lord of the Rings. So right, you know, rings of. Uh, so that being said, last segment. Do you want to talk about books? Like, what are you doing with books? Yeah. You still still plugging away. I'm still plugging away. Um, I think I started chapter twenty two today. Okay, sure. you said you were in the twenties last time, so you're. Um... Maybe I'm not in twenty. They're long chapters, though. Sometimes they are, yeah. Um, let me double check. I can do- I can tell you right now where I am because I was listening on my way home. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost at the end of chapter twenty-two. Okay, have you had an Adolin perspective yet? I don't think so. Okay. Well, that... No, 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 no. I'm still with, I'm still Kaladin and talking about like the bridge and um, like rationing his his food and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. So, have you had a Dalinar perspective yet? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dalinar. Um, I'm I'm in the Kaladin. I think I'm in the Kaladin perspective. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, right on. Yeah, because uh, that was that was today's today's uh, bit was, you know, he has all these people injured that are trying to heal up, and he can't get enough food for himself plus them. Right. Yeah, that's a serious issue if you're running a bridge. Um, well, that's how he made it sound. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sanderson, he's, he's a magic, uh, magic character. Um, so I am. I ended up deciding. I know that there was some chat on our Discord about, um, you know, that, that people were suggesting things I, sh- I could read for Tolkien, and I'll probably get there at some point. Right now. I, I did choose the Star Wars one. I chose to go heir to the Empire, so I'm I think I'm about four hours away from done with that. So I should be able to be done with that this weekend and move on to Dark Force Rising, the second book in the Thrawn trilogy, the decanonized Thrawn trilogy. Right. The, the, this is the older one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning is that Thrawn is a little bit more brutal. Oh, okay. Than he was in like the Disney version of Thrawn and mm-hmm. the newer one yeah I like it and he shows a little bit more emotion mm-hmm. like more sardonic you know like he'll he just kills people in cold blood sometimes like more of an evil villain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting 
I think it is. I, like just seeing the note, because I, I read, I recently reread the Thrawn book, like the one, the new canon version of Thrawn. Yeah. And he's totally, he is very different, you know. Well, I remember when I read that one, I haven't finished that series yet, but when I read that one, I was like, it was cool to hear like his, like from Thrawn's perspective. But I remember thinking, I was like, he's very like, almost robotic and cold and so it's it's interesting to me that you're saying he has more emotions in the older one i mean in the older one he's still he's still a little you know he's still pretty cold and clinical about things Mm -hmm. but yeah there's there's a certain amount of like he can be sarcastic kind of Mm -hmm. you know yeah he's I feel like he's a more complete character in the sense that like in, in the book, in the new ones, he's really like, they make him egregiously bad at politics. Right. And in, in the older ones, he's not nearly as inept. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a pretty big difference, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is, it is a big difference. Like in the, in the new ones, they wanted him to have a very obvious weakness, so he wasn't overpowered. This one, they're like, yeah, he's just basically good at everything. Right, right. Makes sense. They kind of needed a villain like that. I mean, Thrawn was such a cool one because he's so, you know, he's not personally powerful, but he's so good. He's got, you know, he's got so many cool different things going on that just messes with people, and you can't compete with that level of brilliance unless you have heroes who can you know thwart him through their own personal heroics he's relying on other people to do things and they just he can never level someone up high enough to match what Skywalker can do you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's uh I I really liked his like the the book that I did read from that series so um because I thought he was an interesting character so I think I I feel like maybe I would like the older one. I don't know. Probably, yeah, they're good. I I like them. Like, it's it's an interesting thing because the one the one that you read, the Thrawn book, it's about Thrawn, and yeah. you know, and his buddy, uh, you know, it's Sherlock and Watson. Uh, in in these other ones, uh, Thrawn is is a big part of it, but he he gets less screen time than like Luke Skywalker, or Han Solo, or Leia. Like they're they all have huge points of view. Like they use, and and in the Thrawn, the new Thrawn book is they they just not in there at all. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're not. You're right, but they're in the old one. Right, yeah, they're. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, like like Luke just went back to Dagobah to to check out the dark side cave. Huh. And like the it's it's just so interesting because it's all written before they knew anything about episodes one, two, and three. Like they hadn't come out yet. So, you know, like they're talking about like during the Clone Wars and you know, they're kind of like speculating. And one of the things I thought was interesting, so in this one they're saying that Yoda only survived from the Empire or Emperor's like Invader's Purge of the Jedi because he found uh like he went and killed like a dark a dark Jedi that was a dark Jedi during the Clone Wars. You know, this is all, you know, all speculation speculation stuff. Um so we went to Dagobah, hunted that guy down and killed him. And then that that created the dark side cave. Mm-hmm. Which is like a Jedi, dark Jedi master. 
And then Yoda was able to live in the shadow of that. And it kind of was like a positive and negative, like canceling each other out. So then Palpatine and Vader couldn't sense his presence. So that's how he was able to avoid detection. Mm -hmm. So they had this whole like speculation thing in there. Yeah, like that's that's why Yoda was able to stay alive for so long. And um, Dagobah, you know, like, I don't know. It's There's something just so charming about people who wrote Star Wars books based off of just episodes four, five, and six. Right, yeah, and just build, expand the world how they see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, fun. So, yeah, anyways, we could probably call it good. Yeah, think? I think that's, oh. I think that's it. Yeah, so next week we might talk about three shows. We might only talk about one. <laughs> oh yeah, two episodes of Lord of the Rings. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous is what I am. I'm like, I hope I like it. I really do hope I like it. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be good. I have yeah. faith. Good. Well, thanks. You just recently watched the Two Towers, right? I did. I watched the Two Towers this week. Uh, so I just got to watch the third one, which I will probably do. I don't. I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that, actually. But I wanted to watch it before I watched Rings mm-hmm. of Power, but I don't know if I'm going to have time. We'll see. We will. All right, so, um, yeah, guys, thanks for watching uh, or listening, whatever you're doing. Um, and I hope you find shade somewhere. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So we will see you next week.